Jerry Bovino. We're back with the fabulous Finns, two unbelievable, accomplished, beautiful, intelligent women from Helsinki, Finland. We have Nina Numala. Do I get the pronunciation right? Yes. Okay, and her close friend, Mario Wallen. So the first thing we're going to do is tell, and by the way, you want to hear this show because Nina's running for parliament and Maria is an expert on international security. They have a lot to teach us, but let's just start out. Who wants to tell the story of how we met? <laughs> That's a funny story. Well, there you go. Yes. We'll start off on a light note. Um, uh, last November, we were in, in New York City having brunch in Sunday, Sunday morning. And uh, Jerry and his wife, Esther, sat uh, by the next table. And they started to asking that, what uh, language are we talking about? And then we started to talk. It was, uh, what's interesting is my wife speaks four or five languages mm -hmm. pretty well. Yeah. And, but she couldn't identify your language, Maria. Yeah. So she was, she's saying to me, what, what language? What? And I said, well, why don't you ask them? Yeah. And uh, so then, and then we had the nicest conversation <laughs> and you were visiting New York. What yes. were the circumstances surrounding your visit? to New York then? It was just a pleasure, you know, we were there. Just a holiday. Just for, just just for fun. Shopping yeah. and, mm -hmm. yes, just for fun. Just like a long weekend. But Helsinki is a very big cosmopolitan city, right? I mean, Finland is a sophisticated place. What What's different about New York for you? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Well, New yeah. York has it all. There are Musicals. Yeah. Um, and you've traveled extensively throughout Europe. Yes. Right, throughout the world, really. We, we travel a lot, and yes. we and travel a lot together. You know, I well. always say Mark Twain said that the world is a book, and those people who don't travel read only one page. page. And so right. in the process of us talking at lunch, and we spent quite at least an hour talking mm -hmm. with you. Right. We said, we're from Aspen, Colorado. Have you ever been to Aspen? And you can... So tell the story of how you got here now. Well, I told you that no, I haven't, and it's on my, my bucket, bucket list. Uh, Aspen is on my bucket list. And, and then we you both said, have the same. Yes. <laughs> and then you said, why don't you come to Aspen? Maybe you didn't know by then that we will be here in three months. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I give you a lot of credit because a lot of life, you know, is the adventure of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So... A lot of people say, oh, one day I'm going to go to Aspen, but they never go. Yeah. Exactly. Okay? And so yeah, now what is the here. perception, Maria, of people in Finland of Aspen? Have they even heard of Aspen? Have of course they, they have. have heard. And they, probably they have seen the movie, Aspen Extreme. There you go. Everybody's <laughs> seen the movie, which was filmed here in Aspen. Legendary and movie. interestingly, I told you to watch that movie uh, before you came, yeah. because it has every stereotype Types. about Aspen, the handsome ski instructor, the rich socialite, the, uh, on and on. It's just every stereotype. Not all of it's true, mm. of course, because it's made for Hollywood. Mm. But you enjoyed the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It was good, yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's different so from... So corny. <laughs> <laughs> What's different from the real Aspen now that you're here? Was, it, did, was there anything in there that you thought was valid? We haven't found anything corny yet, but only the warm, very warm people. Yeah, well, I'm mm. glad to hear that. Everybody's mm. friendly in this yeah. town, right? It's wonderful And place. why wouldn't we be? Yes. Because we live in heaven, mm. yeah. and we're fortunate to be here. So 
Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go. Th we're going to take a short uh, break to recognize our underwriters. When we come back, you're going to tell us your stories, your story about life in Finland. You're going to teach us about Finland. You're going to teach us about Finnish perceptions of America, European perceptions. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Nina's run for parliament, which is very exciting, <laughs> very impressive, very prestigious. And you're a very accomplished woman, Maria, and you're married, yeah. right? And yeah. say hello to your husband. What's his name? Hello, Patrick. Patrick, <laughs> we're talking about you, believe me. And oh. <laughs> we're going to talk about Patrick on the show later. Oh, so I let's take a short break. We want to thank Bishop Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, who've always been very uh, loyal supporters of Grassroots Television, and Andrew Sandler and Bootsy Bellows, a wonderful place to go at night and uh, you'll enjoy the club there. When we come back, we are going to talk with the fabulous Finns, Nina and Mario, coming right back. Bishop Plumbing and Air Conditioning, serving Aspen and Vale for over 40 years. Shoe covers, name tags, IDs. Let Bishop worry about your heating, plumbing, and air conditioning issues so that you don't have to. Bishop Plumbing and Air Conditioning, 925 8610. Jerry Bovino, we're back with the fabulous Finns, Nina Numela and her sidekick, Mario <laughs> Wallen. So how long have you guys known each other? What's the story? About 15 years. Yeah. Yes. How did you meet Nina? We were colleagues. Yeah, colleagues. In a bank or what were you working? No, before that. Where? In airline, airline, airline company. Business, yeah. Yes. Oh, what did you do for the airline? <laughs> we were uh, flight attendants for a private jet oh, company. I didn't yes. know that. We had well, that tell <laughs> us a little bit about I don't know very much about that genre of private flight <laughs> attendants. I imagine they can select a more polished, educated mm -hmm. uh, group of workers like the two of you. But tell us what made you do that, Maria, and why did you, what was it like? I wanted, of course, we, I wanted to see the world. I wanted to travel, so it was the best. What way kind of jet were you flying on? Uh, Challenger six hundred four. Very nice. And yeah, mostly corporate, or was it? Uh, uh, it both. All mm. both. Uh, yeah. And did you work for an agency that assigns you to different? No, for for a company, company. a private yeah. private company. Yeah. One private company. Yes. How long did you do that? I did almost 10 years. Oh, you did it a long time. Yes, but not for the same company. Yeah. I was in a few few different companies. And what was your experience like with it? Did you like it? Yes, I did like it. It was interesting. It was it was like no other job <laughs> in the world. <laughs> you get did. to travel, you get to see meet lots of different people and see different places. So do you think that experience made you both more worldly or were you there already? Maybe we were there already. People who start that job, they are pretty 
international and they like to travel. Mm -hmm. But it made us even more. But the interesting thing to me is in a, in a job like that, where you work hard when you're working, mm -hmm. and uh, it can be the people who fly in private jets can be demanding. Yeah. What Did you learn anything about life? Was there anything that uh, taught you how to be better at other things that you do? or Were the people in the jet demanding? It depends, of course, what kind of they are, but they're... Um uh, the, the flights are totally different and we are always tailoring them you know, mm -hmm. according to the requests of the passenger. So they, the variation is so... But you know what's interesting to me, and that we have a joke about Aspen yeah. Airport, where <laughs> the Learjets come to mate. Yeah. And uh, if you go by, you, didn't, you came in at night, so you didn't have a chance to see the Yeah, we saw it the yesterday, the airport. But yeah. there's like all the Gulf Streams and the yes. Global Expresses many. are lined up. We saw up. that. Yes. I know. Challenger would be like a poor man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different world. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different it is a different world. world, but not in Aspen where mm. private yes. jet mm. Here travel is normal. Is, is, mm. it's, it, you know, it's not normal any mm. place, but in a place yeah. like this sometimes... It seems normal because mm. the kids who go to Aspen High yeah. School, well, you know, a friend has a jet. That how come we don't yeah. have it? Mm. <laughs> and everybody needs one, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what made you phase out of the flight attendant private jet deal? Why did you stop it? Uh, we have been studying both while we are working. So when we finished the university, see, we... You went to university in Helsinki. Yes. And what's the name of the school? University of Helsinki, and but a faculty, you mean. What did you study? Uh, I, I studied developing studies and a geography. Geography. Like a geosciences. Okay, and yeah. you were, went to the something school of economics. What was yes, that? Yes, Helsinki School of Economics. And why did you study economics? Well, I'm, I'm interested in economics and what's going on in the world and how the business is going. And I think that you have some... Uh, inkling of using that knowledge of economics uh, if and when you're elected to parliament to try to help Finland keep moving forward as a country. Yes, exactly. That That is one of my main, main uh, themes. A, a lot of politicians in America now especially don't, don't have any background in basic things like business or economics, mm -hmm. they don't understand the basics. And so we should talk first about the perception of, of, of Finnish citizens, of the two of you mm -hmm. first, and Finnish citizens of our President Donald Trump. Well, <laughs> what do we think? What do we think about President Trump? You don't have to be bashful, by the way. He's not very popular in Aspen, <laughs> okay? So you're allowed to say anything you want, but give us the general perception, Maria, of, of what people think about President Trump and what they think about, what the Europeans think about him. Tell us, what, what, what's your feeling? Honestly? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Orange talking head. <laughs> Orange talking head. Well, that's, no one could disagree with that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, yeah we, understand, we understand in what kind of circumstances Donald Trump... But, why you understand he, why, he why he was, was elected. Yeah. And there are some of those themes 
in Finland, in Europe as well right now. And we're mm. going to talk about that a little bit. But what's your perception of President Trump? Well, I, I keep thinking that did he really want it to be a president? Was that really something that well? They say he interestingly, they say that he didn't want to become president. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was a whole thing was a giant marketing joke for his real estate empire. Right. And we heard from various sources that he was depressed when he won. Okay, <laughs> no wonder he didn't really want to be president. But now he's stuck with the job. But all right, well, let's go back. What were the Finnish impressions of like President Clinton, President Bush? President Obama, was that different from Trump or did you like all of those people? Well, I think yeah. um, Obama was, he was very liked. liked. He was very yeah. popular he in Europe. He was very popular, yes. Why do you think he was popular? Harvard background, at least, you know, Finns are always appreciating, appreciating those kind of things. If you His like education. education background. Yeah. Well, you know, interestingly, President Obama on paper yeah. was the best president we ever had mm -hmm. because he was handsome, articulate, mm -hmm. intelligent, Harvard-educated, uh, half black, half white. You yeah. couldn't mm -hmm. have a better candidate. But actually, he had a lot of problems in his presidency, yeah. too. It wasn't as perfect for Americans here as it was uh, for people from Europe looking at President mm -hmm. Obama. And mm -hmm. one of the reasons is our economy wasn't really getting going. We needed to have some tax cuts and some other things. Hopefully that's changing now. But so basically it's fair to say that Europe is not infatuated with President Trump. Mm, right. <laughs> Politically correct. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. well, but that's, yeah. we, mm. we know that. Mm. And President Trump, I think, knows it also. He knows that he's an, an annoying person. Um, but some of his policies might be helpful. So the biggest problem we have in America is separating the man from the policies because the man is so annoying <laughs> that it's hard to know whether his policies will be helpful. Hmm. So now, right. after you worked as flight attendants, mm -hmm. then you got a job. And what was your next job? I have been actually like a safety instructor in aviation business. I have uh, th those kind of things. I work for government. I did. Um, I have. Di I have done quite different jobs actually. Well, tell and us about. Tell us about your history. I have worked for NGOs. I have been wor working in a developing countries also. So I have seen. I have been working in a quite many sectors. So, uh, but uh, yeah. I'm a geographer. What else I could You're do? You're a geographer, yeah. but you hmm. also had a job, Maria, working for uh, for the government mm. and, and doing investigations of potential security threats yeah. uh, against Finland. So talk so, a little bit about that. So no, it was kind of a related. It was and we actually we did the fact finding trips to different kind of conflict zones, and uh, that is. That is, it was just a fact finding we wanted to do. You went we are, to Somalia. Yeah. And you were in Mogadishu. Yeah. Now, I've never been to Mogadishu, but tell us what your experience was like there. So, there we were only eight days or something like that, but it, the trip was organized well, organized in advance. And we, and, but we were in a, in a, you know, we were escorted. You were escorted by, by security, security forces also. Private security. So were yeah. you nervous? Did you feel there was a physical danger no. or not? 
it no. was more like a diplomatic uh, excursion. So it, I, I didn't feel that I, I, I didn't felt threat at all. And did you learn anything about Africa that you thought that the average American should know, or that you wanted to tell people in Finland when you got back? Is it is it something where we can be optimistic about Africa, or do you think it's just mired in so much corruption and violence that it's just hard to get out of it? Uh, the country is so vast. It's a so it's a, there are total differences between the different regions. So you can't you can't just make a. <laughs> but Somalia is one of the worst places right now, right? As far as uh, yeah, some regions are there, yeah. but there's there's a Somaliland and Hargeisa, and it's quite safe. And we were just walking there, I kind of. So it's uh, and you didn't feel inside endangered. the country. Yep, it depends. Uh, of course, during day night time, I wouldn't go there by myself. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, Without escort. <laughs> now, Nina, you after you did your flight attendant gig. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Which I like that. It's a good start. <laughs> what, what happened after that? Well, after that, I, um, I finished my studies in, in school. Economics. Yes. And uh, I became a private banker. Hmm. Yes. For a Finnish bank? Finnish, yes. Yes. Finnish, Finnish bank, yes. And what was that experience like? Um, I, I have been, I still doing that. I, I still do it as a part-time, three times a day. I have been working there for 10 years. So that and do you do client relations or do you yes. do um, yes. client relations? Yes. So you have clients that you refer to the bank or tell me what's your, what's your actual job function? Um, I recommend um, different investments for my clients. And I, I try to look for new clients and, and take care of the old ones. And what investments are we recommending these days? Can we get any little tips? <laughs> <laughs> what about America? Is America a good place for Finns to invest? We have, yes, we have some investments. For example, uh, real estate. In America? Yes, yes. For example, we have real estate fund in, in our, in my, my job we have investment funds. And what about European equities? Do you think that you, considering all the problems in Europe right now, mm -hmm. okay, we have problems with a potential Brexit, mm -hmm. we have problems with uh, the economies of Spain, Italy, Portugal, Greece. Is Europe a good place to invest other than Germany because the Germans are like hard-working little yeah. automatons. Like Finns. <laughs> like, like the Finns, exactly. So Finns similar. work hard, right? Yeah. So what do you think? Is Europe a, what, what do you, your money managers think about Europe as a potential investment theme? Well, yes, we are investing still to Europe, so we believe it. We believe in Europe. We, uh, in my company, we have more um, structured um, products that we sell to our clients. Well, give me an example of what would be a structured product. <clears throat> um, it's, um, it's kind of... Um, uh, it's a product that pays like um, eight to ten, eight to nine percent um, um, percent. Okay, yields. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. You notice that they're, they're, if you're watching mm -hmm. this, all over the world, the people, educated people, speak perfect English, but Finland. <laughs> Except on a TV show. No, 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 no. <laughs> Finland is finishes. Everybody tells me Finnish is like one of the most difficult languages. Mm -hmm 
in the world, not for you because you grew up speaking Finnish, but what, what do you, uh, when people come from another country, nobody speaks Finnish. Is that pretty fair to say? Yes, yeah, it is. And it's right. different from Swedish and Norwegian. Here's something interesting, Maria. Most Americans were totally unsophisticated about the world and languages. You know, we're lucky if we learned one language in high school or something. Yeah. But we sort of, in our minds, not knowing anything, we, we lump Sweden and Norway and Finland, we just call it Scandinavia, you know. Mm -hmm. And to us, it's all the same. But explain to us what's different about Finland, where I've never been, yeah. even though I'm going to go in the summer and visit. You should. Um, what's different about Finland than like Sweden or Norway or Denmark? What differentiates Finland? You showed me a book last night called yeah. The Finnish Miracle. Cool. Right? Mm -hmm. Talk about Finland as a country and what makes it special. There is so many things what makes <laughs> Finland special, but... Uh, Yep, the language, for instance, it's not like a Scandinavian language. It's not coming from the same root, the like the same language family. Okay, yeah. it's a different root. Yes, and uh, so, um, yeah, and we are the location, geographical location, we are between the Russian and the Sweden. You're and close to Russia, yeah. so that's mm. always a worry, so the Russians can get mm. uh, aggressive sometimes, especially with Putin. But what mm -hmm. else would you say is, if you could tell people one or two things that makes Finland special and different from Sweden, let's say, what, what would it be? <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> the people. The people, yeah, I could say that. Yeah. Finnish people, people. Are you're the yeah, only We are two. more reserved. Than the Swedes. More yeah, reserved. Definitely we you are. You think the yeah. Swedes are more outgoing? Uh, yeah, Swedes they are. are more uh -huh. open mm -hmm. and maybe more international. Yeah. The Finns are. Yes. Yeah. Talk a little bit, because this is an important subject. You're running for parliament. You're running on a platform of entrepreneurism. Mm -hmm. And talk a little bit about what you think would make Finland a better place and how does that fit into the evolution in Europe right now uh, with the problems with uncontrolled immigration? And just talk about a little bit, because you could be elected to parliament shortly. We hope you will be. What's your vision for your country that might be different from some of your competitors? Um, well, like I told, uh, economics is, is my main theme and um, some parties now want to rise taxes. We have the highest tax level, one of the highest yeah. tax levels in Finland. All, all in of Scandinavia has high yes. tax levels, almost crushing mm -hmm. tax burdens. Yeah. And But you provide a very broad social safety net. Yes. You provide free health care, free education. Yes. A you give them a lot of things, but it's what point, and this is something we need to learn for America too, so mm -hmm. I want you both to teach me. At what point does that crushing tax burden take away the incentive for people to work hard? Mm. <laughs> like what, what percentage of your tax, of your income, if you make a uh, 100 euros, what percentage would they take in taxes? Too much. <laughs> too, too much. Too much. Yeah. Totally, totally, it can yeah. be even 50%. Yeah. 50%. Of, mm -hmm. Yes. So you start yeah. out, if you make 100 euros, yeah. you take home 50 euros. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and that's the problem the you, that, that we cannot 
get it any higher because we're going to lose those people who actually right. pay taxes. They move abroad. Yeah. Talk about that they phenomenon. They will leave. Where do yes. they go? They will go to Spain. Spain, Spain has lower taxes. Yes. Portugal. In the EU, okay, they mm -hmm. can move anywhere in the EU, mm -hmm. and they're taxed at the rate of the country where they're living, right? They're not mm -hmm. taxed. If they're Finnish and they move and live in Spain, they don't have to pay Finnish taxes. Yes. So what about Monte Carlo? Explain. Everybody knows Monte Carlo is a tax haven, mm -hmm. but how does it work? Why do people, who gets to live there and... Why do they have, what's the tax situation like? In case America ever gets really bad, I may have to go there. You know? <laughs> so explain how does Monte Carlo work? Because you have Finns that go to Monte Carlo, right? All the hockey yes. players, the tennis <laughs> players, whatever. Yes. I don't know how much you have to have in your bank account to But you have to, to get have certain oh, level. Oh, see, I didn't have know to, that. You, you have, have to have, have a certain level of Certain authority. amount in your bank account to be able to move to Monte so Carlo. So then you say, I have a million euros or mm. something, and then they would say, oh, well, come yes, here and live with yeah. us. And it's just basically the rich people can run away from high taxes. Yes. And we see that same model, interestingly, in America, because each of our states has different tax levels. Mm. And high-tax states like New York and California and New Jersey, the people are leaving those states and going to Texas, Florida, other places where the tax burden isn't so high. Because ultimately, and we know this from Aspen, rich people aren't stupid. Mm -hmm. So they, they will exercise their options. You know, they like California, but it's beautiful to be on Big Sur on the ocean. Mm -hmm. But at some point, it's not worth it, and they'll leave. And that's one of the things you're worried about in Finland. Yes, and if people, people even move to Sweden because Swedish, Sweden doesn't have a... Heritage and heritage tax. tax. Tax, yes. So people move there. So in we Finland, have there them. is a, a death tax. We call it the mm. inheritance tax. Yeah. Yes. So when you die, the government takes it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's it's right. it's so anyway. So one of your platforms is lower, uh, lower, more reasonable taxation that yes. will encourage Finns to stay in the country, especially yes. the ones that make money. Exactly. Um, what yes. about? Uh, I know it's a touchy subject, but we have to talk a little bit about immigration because immigration is changing not just the face of Europe, not just the face of Finland, face of America, the face of the world. It's a very controversial subject. And it's interesting for us as Americans because we're a nation of immigrants. So everybody who came here, except for the Native Americans, in Aspen we had the Ute Indians, okay? Yeah. But except for them, we, uh, we all were immigrants. But the, my observation, and this is where I want to go with this, in America, all the immigrant groups came here were proud to be Americans. Yeah. They wanted to the assume our values, our culture, mm. our economics, and my grandparents were like that. They wanted to be American. Yeah. But in, in places in the world now, we have big immigrant populations where they don't assimilate. Nope. Talk about that phenomenon. And I know you're an expert on this. And I, I don't I'm want not you an expert, to be bashful. but you know, this is so sensitive topic nowadays in Finland. It's like a, 
there are no anything between. There are like a black and white opinion. It's like a Some very divisive race. subject. Some people think you should open the borders and take yes. everybody. In America, we have people who think that too. But there is no, there is no like a infinite ATM on a wall, so we can't get to my. Somebody has somebody to pay. Has somebody to pay. has to pay for and it. work. We need mm. uh, you know people who work and pay the taxes and our you know. I know it sounds almost uh, yeah. inconsiderate of us yes. mm. to expect that the people gonna come will work. But what happens in Finland now or in Sweden? It doesn't have to be Finland, where you have immigrant groups coming from all over the world, especially Africa, North Africa, and then they get to uh, Finland and. How are the people treated? What happens to them when they arrive? They are, um, they, they, uh, they, first they go to that immigrant center, sort of, and they are applying, uh, they are applying um, citizenship. Are they eligible for social services as soon as they get there? Do they get health care? Do they get a, a economic support when they arrive? But we are not allowed to let anybody, you know. I'm not quite sure how it goes But once they, they arrive. But once they arrive, they expect, it's fair to say, I mean, mm -hmm. we, we, let's talk honestly. They arrive in these countries that are economically successful, Germany being the prime example, with the hope that they're going to get some economic benefit. Mm, yes. But, which is no problem with that. I'm happy with it. But they have to work. And yeah, that's, of course. Yeah, and and a lot of them don't work. But is it's that, a different kind of immigration. They get, the, yeah, they get the benefits without working. And that's mm. why they come to Finland, because we pay most, most. in European countries. See, Finland does? Yes. Oh, see, I didn't know that. They, they yeah. get more. Well, you're very generous. Yes, <laughs> yes and somebody has to pay that somebody yeah. has generously. To pay. And, and ultimately, mm -hmm. it becomes a burden on the hardworking Finns because most yes. Finns are, it's a homogeneous country of hardworking people who mm -hmm. have survived for thousands of years <laughs> by hard work. Yes. And so it's, so immigration is a problem. Yes, and, and we, we in Finland, we have done everything by ourselves. We had a war against Russia so and we, we won, neat. or actually, no, we, we, we got independence from Russia. Russia. And we, we paid um, war debts to Russia. We were the only yes. country. We were the only country who paid, and we, we did everything. Um, previous generations made this country, mm. made this, every, all the well-being we have right mm. now. They because have made of their hard work. Their hard work, and, and the Our industry. Yeah, the industry in Finland started from that war debt we have to pay. Yes. So... Um, that's we have made or they have made this this country. So what would be because President Trump, who like nobody seems to like as a person, he wants to control immigration. He doesn't want just unlimited open the borders and let everybody come in and have a big party in America, which mm -hmm. is what some of the op opponents, some of the Democrats mm -hmm. think we should have no no closed borders, just open and let anybody come who wants. Yeah. What would be a sane, normal, sensible policy for Finland as far as immigration? Because if you're elected to parliament, that's one of the things you're going to have to tell people <laughs> yes. about. What, what would you say, what would you recommend that might be different from people who want the open borders philosophy? Well, definitely I, I don't support 
open open you borders. Don't. No. But we need we need more taxpayers yes. in Finland. We need people who work. We need more people to work in Finland. So so we we need that kind of immigration. People yes. who come to work there and pay taxes. So that's what we need. But we don't we don't actually need more like a humanitarian mm, immigration yes. because uh, yeah. It, Sometimes, because if you if you are able to come to Finland in the northern point of Europe, so it will be quite expensive and challenging trip. And uh, there are so many, like uh, it has been it blamed that the human traffickers and all those kind of criminal uh, part uh, can get and are uh, using the situation. Indeed, yeah, yeah. So and that's what's happening right now. So it's we not, should nobody wants it. It's mm -hmm. just that's what's happening. Yeah, but what we need to do, we, we have to give, for those who come to work, who has some kind of profession and want to work in Finland, yes. for them we have to make it easier that to they work. get a working uh, permit easier mm -hmm. than they do, do get it now. Yeah, you know, it's so. funny because one of the things President Trump said, which was highly criticized, he said, we want to encourage more people who want to come here and work, who have skills. Yeah. He said, we want to get the right kind of immigrants. Yeah. And he used the example of Swedes. As an <laughs> 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 and and yeah. the funny thing is, yeah. I met three people from Sweden here, uh, four people, the whole family from Sweden, yeah. but they're actually native Finns who live in Sweden. And they loved Aspen. They had, they had the best time ever. But they were saying that Stockholm now is actually dangerous. Mm -hmm. I mean, the increase of robberies, mm -hmm. burglaries, mm -hmm. rapes, mm -hmm. violent crimes, which you never heard of in Sweden mm -hmm. 40 years ago. Yeah. And are you hearing about this in Sweden? And is that phenomenon starting in Finland? Yes, Sweden has more immigrants than we do, and they have more problems also and but that's also happening in Finland, Finland unfortunately now. during the past few months there has been some very very um, serious crimes done yeah, by it's a real so problem because we're seeing an increase in the crime rate mm -hmm. in America yeah. also not all of it related to immigration a lot of it's socioeconomic but we are seeing an increase in the crime rate and part of it mm -hmm. is due to our illegal immigrants who don't have proper education and, right. and, and just have a different way of life than us. So let's talk a little bit, Maria. You're married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm married, yeah. Okay, how long are you married? Eight years, I think, yeah. yeah. And you told me a, a couple of days ago that your husband's one of the nicest men you've ever met. He's a really <laughs> nice guy, right? Yeah, yeah of course. I'm but he doesn't like to travel married. as much as Nina. <laughs> no, not that much. I'm that lucky. I'm lucky. <laughs> we, we but I, I got to right. travel with we her. We have to get him <laughs> off the couch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the two of you travel a lot. And what's that phenomenon like with you traveling? Is like, do you get along well when you travel? Because it can be hard to travel with someone. It's hard to travel with your spouse. Yeah. Let alone just a friend. What, what's your dynamic like? It depends, are we tired or not? <laughs> <laughs> if we are tired and we have jet lag, then we, <laughs> then we fight. <laughs> I've been, I've been, 
that's just like being married. Uh, but we, yeah, almost but like that. But we will solve our problems very quickly. Yeah, quickly. and we have, we have same kind of interest yeah. that we like to do, and so that the makes it things, easy, yeah. easy yeah. to travel together. Yes. And, and it's nice to have tra someone to travel with. I, there's an old saying that I use all the time that uh, if you're alone, the world is different in many ways, but when you travel, you know, I, I always say a, a problem shared is a problem halved, <laughs> and a pleasure shared is a pleasure doubled. And mm -hmm. I use the example of if you're travel. I remember one time I was in Greece looking at a sunset from one of the Greek islands, and I was with a French girl, and we were just watching the sun go down, and she said, it's, in French it's called le coucher de soleil, which is a beautiful way of metaphor for saying the sun is going to sleep. And I always remembered sharing that with her because if you're by yourself, all you say is, oh, that's a sunset. But you can't say, wow, look at that sunset. So have you had that experience where you sort of get to chat about things during the day that you have when you travel? Yes, especially... Um all the people that we meet, like we met, met you and Esther, that was very special. That was very special, wow. was very special <laughs> moment so for us. Lucky. Well, <laughs> I guys, hope you yeah. said something nice about us when we weren't in the room. <laughs> oh yes, we did. <laughs> we were planning, we were start to planning this trip. <laughs> well, so I want to get on to another interesting subject because the two of you have so many interesting things. And I had a, I had a lady on a few weeks ago from Australia very attractive, confident, intelligent, highly successful. She owns a chain of pharmacies in Sydney. Okay. And, but she's single and wants to meet someone, wants to meet a relationship. But she had this categorization of men that was funny. She had like eight things mm -hmm. and that she meets. And they're either insecure, yeah. immature, cheap. <laughs> uh, the best one was the last one. Generally clueless. <laughs> so... You are single, yes. right? You're a beautiful girl who's a banker who owns a restaurant now. Yes. We didn't even get to talk about the restaurant. Yes. Who's running for parliament. And tell us what the... First of all, tell us what your experience is like dating and the, the men that you meet. And what, what is that experience like at this historically and then at this stage in your life? Well, I have met lots of nice, nice men, but I don't know, to be short, if it's not meant to be, then it doesn't happen. Right. And, <laughs> but what would make, what would differentiate, suppose there's a devilishly handsome Tom Cruise lookalike watching the show right now, who's a successful <laughs> investment banker at Goldman Sachs, or, and, and he's single and he wants to meet a beautiful lady who's running for parliament, what qualities do you think he would have to have to interest you? Because you've obviously, as an attractive woman, met hundreds of men. Why, why do you think none of them were able to set the hook and bring you in the boat? Well, there are many reasons. First of all, timing is everything. Timing is very important. Yes. You agree with yeah. that, yeah. right, Maria? Yeah. Always timing is somehow wrong, but I don't have I don't have high um, requirements. You don't think you're demanding yeah. of no. I I man ha he has to be intelligent, smart, and funny. 
Okay, funny is important. Everybody <laughs> always yes. says that. That's not much, um, yeah, is not it? Much. But in Aspen, and gentlemen, to be to be <laughs> candid, in Aspen, because of the kind of town we have, a, a lot of women will candidly tell me mm. that they want someone who's financially successful. Mm. You know, they want the Gulf Stream. You don't need a G5. I don't need Gulf no, Stream. You don't need Gulf Stream. Mm, and definitely. you told me, I, I know you don't want to talk about this, but you were engaged at one time <laughs> to a very nice man in Spain. You, well, you got engaged you know, in Spain. Yes. But he was finished. He though, was finished. And he was successful. Yes. And what ultimately, what caused that relationship to fall apart? Look at it, not just with that person, but what was wrong with the relationship so that it didn't work for you? I think there is always something wrong. Well, <laughs> some, no, di some different. I don't. There, I, there is, and I, actually, that's. <laughs> if it doesn't what, work, then obviously. But there is what something you just wrong. said was really smart, because after a while, I always joke that everybody at a certain age—we're not mm. twenty anymore. Mm. Everybody at a certain age has baggage, mm. right? So just find someone you want to unpack with, because mm. they're not going to be perfect. We're not perfect, and. Is the, is the problem that we're seeking the person that doesn't exist or is the problem that there's just, because in Aspen there's just, there's a lot of fun guys, but there aren't that many like great reliable men who want to be in relationships. We have what we call Peter Pans here. They're nice and they're fun <laughs> to go on a date Peter with, Pans. but they yeah. don't grow up. Mm -hmm. And so what's your experience with that? I have also experience of those Peter Pans, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> they know about Peter Pan and Finnell, uh, yeah. right? Yes. I think the same for us. Yes. Of course, he has to be um, liable as well. That's one of the... <laughs> reliable? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not too much to ask, right, It's Maria? not too much Your to ask. Your husband is reliable. Yeah, reliable. Is. It's yes. like, where is that guy? The first mm. quality. Does he have a friend? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All the friends are married, unfortunately. They, they are all married. Why do the yeah. girls say that? The nice guys are married, the players are playboys, and they're running around. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's that's same everywhere in Finland. I guess here, same thing. Do you have online dating? Is that a prominent phenomenon in, in Finland? Uh, you mean Tinder? Tinder. Tinder yes. <laughs> do you have Tinder? Yes. I don't think yes. if you put your photo on Tinder that you'd be lacking... For hits, you get a lot of right swipes. But have you tried Tinder? Have you been on Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I've, I've tried that. So tell as us well. about your experience. What was it like? Well, um, lots of nice guys, but not right ones for me so far. Nope, 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 no, 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 no. But is it the physical part or the intellectual part or the maturity part or what is it? It's. Um, all of those All at the, some point. Yeah. Yes. There is so, always... I'm, I have met lots of nice guys, and I have been proposed twice. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and I've said no, so I guess I'm also the difficult one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to get married and find out half the world are men. Right? Yes. I mean, that yeah. would be... <laughs> but here's an interesting phenomenon. Some men, and I'm saying this with all confidence that it's true, some men, and we all know those men, are the ones you would like, okay? They're educated, handsome, charming, but they don't want accomplished women, okay? You're a very accomplished woman. 
you're a banker, you're educated, you studied economics, you're running for parliament. That scares a lot of men. Do you know that? Have you witnessed that phenomenon? Yes, I have. But then I keep wondering it because there are also successful women who are married. Mm. So that's <laughs> not... Yeah, people always... Many people tell me that men are scared of you and you are so successful. But how about those other women? There are yeah. tons of that, other women who are successful and they that, are married. That's so, a good... That's a good point, yes. but maybe the guys that are left are <laughs> oh, yes. just want, a lot of them just want someone that's like very simple and mm. takes care of things and doesn't make too many demands. I'm easy, I'm easy going, I'm not too demanding. <laughs> I'm sure you're easy going. <laughs> you keep answering today. <laughs> no, she's wonderful. And your husband, he wanted a strong, successful woman? I think he needs... He needs At it least to push strong, back. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, Be he couldn't handle Because it. in relationships, they say, I mean, I'm not an expert on this part of it, but psychologists say mm -hmm. that in a relationship, this doesn't work where you don't engage each other. Yeah. And this doesn't work well where one person is so dominant yeah. that the other person mm -hmm. is always under their boot. Mm -hmm. This works in relationships because everybody can sort of push back and do the things <laughs> they want to do. So mm -hmm. it's it's sort of a sort of an interesting phenomenon. Talk about you, you and I talked at dinner about the concerns that Europe, Scandinavia, after a few decades, may not be European and Scandinavian anymore because of the low birth rates that mm -hmm. uh, that our societies, our developed societies, are victimized by. I think. In Finland, in Europe, it's like 1.1 1 .1, uh, birth rate for family. Yeah, the lowest talk, birth rate. Talk I about the importance Europe, yeah. of the differential birth rates mm. coming through uh, in 30 years from now in Europe. Uh, those different kind of statistics, yeah, UN statistics, what they have been forecasting, how the population pyramid would look like. So, of course, we are graying. The population in Finland is graying. And... Uh, uh, we are, yeah, we're not having babies anymore. So We're the, not having the, babies, and the, do you think... Because we have to work, yeah. Because you work? Yeah. Because we have birth control, effective birth it's control. It's so expensive so, to have a baby if you want to get everything for... If you money. want to care yeah, for that yeah, baby, yeah, yes. it costs mm -hmm. a lot of money. How much is it that modern women who are in the workforce have more goals than just working as a mother or a housekeeper. Historically, a hundred years ago, women weren't in the workforce. How much of that do you think has decreased the birth rate in uh, Western women? A lot, of course. A lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think ev so. every year mm -hmm. in schooling, it's like a one baby less. Mm -hmm. in the, less people, mm -hmm. yes. One baby less. less. Yes. Mm -hmm. And immigration right now, the immigrants have, mm -hmm. and I just read this statistic, so I yeah. assume it's probably fairly accurate, have 8.1 children per, per woman, per mother. Uh, 8.1 versus 1.1. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. at some point, those population curves will cross... And there's a serious concern mm. that Sweden won't be Sweden, France won't be France, Belgium won't be Belgium, and there'll be a different kind of society. Um, yeah. Are people in Finland, be honest with me, are they worried about that? Uh, I don't, by myself, I don't want that our culture, Finnish culture, will, 
will disappear yes. because it's a it's a prestigious it's a it's been you, there yeah. for how many thousands of it's years it's the thing mm. what i want to preserve mm. yes. how many it's a small country finland yeah. mm. five million people 5.5 million yeah. people. yeah there's mm. there's more than uh, that in new york city mm. so mm. You, you don't have a heavily populated country mm. no but it's survived for a long time by doing the hard work that they've been doing mm. so it's uh it's definitely a concern, and I think your constituents, the people who vote for you, without positioning themselves as being against immigrants, understand that at the end of the day, somebody has to pay. Mm, you know, exactly. In America, we sometimes say, oh, they'll pay. The rich mm. people. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's yeah. what many, many people in Finland Right, but Stay there's also. not that many rich people mm. to go around. In no. Aspen that there are, but mm. we're a tiny town. Mm. But if you go to the rest of America, we just mm. don't have the resources to give everything to everybody. One, mm. of the, one of the things we're debating now is this concept of having a Medicare, medical care yeah. for all. Mm. Tell us, you have a good experience in Scandinavia with health care. Tell us what it's like. Um, well, we have a free health care. For everyone. And very good health care. Yes, very good yes that's very good. But you good. have a limited population, mm. all of whom work hard. But as we mm. infuse mm. now this immigrant population that may not be working, it puts a tremendous financial so, burden that's, on society. Yes, that's mm. the problem. That's the problem. They, they will use the health care, but they don't pay anything yeah. for, for that. Right. So that's the problem. And, and that's what we have built during the decades that mm. our... Social security, uh, healthcare, yeah. and education. We have free free education in in Finland, and and free free healthcare. Free, mm. free is good. Yes, mm. free is free good. Everything for the five yeah. for five <laughs> million people. Yeah. But, uh, free ski lifts mm. in Asma. Yeah. <laughs> free healthcare. Yeah. Free dinners. <laughs> free is good. <laughs> free is good. Well, I think yeah. it was Margaret Thatcher who said the problem with socialism is mm -hmm. that pretty soon you run out of other people's Post money and that's, we have the same exactly yeah, we are using you, the same. you say that's, the same thing mm. so we haven't gotten to the worst date ever stories <laughs> which and nina yeah, told and me won't. last night you've got a good story for us maria so <laughs> no. tell us the worst I date ever actually i don't have that kind of worst date ever because i actually i have met quite normal yeah. Normal. What are the odds people. of that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my dates have been quite normal. So but I did you then. get married before there was online dating, or did you? Yes. Uh, yeah, I haven't used that kind. Mm. You haven't. But now, yeah, what would you have a worst date ever story for us? Come on, Nina. No, I don't have because. I know you have one. No, <laughs> I, I kind of mm, choose the guys I date. In the first place. But you tried <laughs> Tinder. Well. Did, I, you, I, did I you go those. out on a Tinder date? I did go, and but I choose those also carefully. And they have all been they've nice. They've all been okay. They've been okay, but nothing nothing more. Nothing to write home. So you yeah. Haven't yeah, nothing to tell Mitch you. Like <laughs> not a good story. Yeah, not not any usually, good stories. Now, be honest. Are there times where you met a guy and... You thought he was a great guy, you really liked him, and he didn't call you back? Yes. Why do you think he didn't call you back? It's not your appearance. Mm. It's not your intellect. Why do you think? I don't know. Okay, that's a know. fair answer. 
-hmm. If you knew, you would have done something different, right? Yes, mm -hmm. and yes, and I've been I've been thinking that is it something I did or is it like I told earlier that it was not meant to be? Okay. If it's not meant to be, it doesn't matter what you do or you don't do. Yes. Mm -hmm. I kind of believe in in destiny in that way that if somebody's meant to be, then. He calls me no matter what I do. <laughs> That's right. I agree <laughs> with that. And interestingly, when Nina was in New York, she met a very nice guy uh, <laughs> that she liked that was texting so her to Finland 500 <laughs> times a day, saying how much he loved her, and like on and on. And then he disappeared. He disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you couldn't make this up, right? <laughs> Well, that disappear thing has has happened <laughs> also miracle. before. It, 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 that disappear, before, yes, right? it has happened before to me. Unfortunately, it's just a metaphor disappear. for life, Maria. <laughs> so, what about when you look at your lives now? I mean, you're young, mm. but mm. is there something you would change about your life if you could right now? Anything that you would do differently, or not yet? Not, not now. Yet. I sound so boring, you know, but uh, not exactly. No, there's some minor minor things, but. Just I but in general, more. you're happy yeah, so with the direction your life is taking. Actually, yeah, quite um, happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, there is many mm. things that I could achieve, uh, still achieve. Achieve yes. professionally yeah. or mm. professionally, and mm. maybe mental. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the direction is at least. The direction right. is good. And, yeah. and what about you, Nina? As you look back on the last, because you're only 21, <laughs> on the last 21 years, <laughs> is there anything that you know, you you're accomplished so much. You own a restaurant, you're an investment banker, you're running for parliament. Is there anything that you would change that you say, oh, if I had only done this, my life would be better? No, I don't think so. I've, I've been thinking about that a lot. But all those things I've done has made me this who I, yeah. who I am. Incredible like, answer. I, mm -hmm. Like, I, I was flying 10 years. Yeah. That was one kind of experience. experience and then I became a banker. I, I have done lots of big changes in my life. Mm. Then like I became that. a banker and then I uh, started a, my own business and now I'm running for parliament. So I have done lots of big, big things and big changes in my life. So nothing and that I would do differently. And you're running for parliament, Nina, because you believe you can make a difference in your country. Mm. You just and I can tell by knowing you now so well over these last few months in correspondence that you you're sensible, and a lot of times in politics, you get people who just spout off all kinds of nonsense without understanding the ramifications of what they're yes. saying. So you're sensible. I think you'd make a great uh, member of parliament, and hmm? you know, thank you. Yeah, I'm confident. <laughs> I'm confident. At least my background, I have a different kind of background, and and my master studies and e yeah. education, they are all supporting this this goal. Your where, goal, yeah. yeah. So I think. Well, I'm I'm certainly mm. hopeful that you're going to uh, get elected because that's very exciting. <laughs> it's very prestigious to be elected in Parliament, and mm, I know it's yes. very highly competitive. Mm. So we hope that all the Finns who are watching this show <laughs> will... Anista? Anista. Anista Numela. <laughs> which right. means, vote for Nina. Nina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. 
I, I want to thank you for coming to visit us in Aspen. We, it's a very international community here, so we have people mm. from all over the world. But you, if all the Finns are like you, I would advise everybody to go to Finland. They're two of the most sincere, nice, beautiful, warm people. And uh, I, I know that uh, I'm impressed that your English is so perfect. And I, and I assume everybody <laughs> in, in Finland is, is educated and speaks mm. English like that to make it fun because we can't speak Finnish. But I want you to enjoy your time in Aspen. It's a special place here. Thank you. We and will. Finland is a special place. And Maria, keep us safe. Say hello to your husband. And uh, Nina, now I learned how to say this, so wait a minute. Don't make me nervous. Mina Rakastan Sinwa. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Which means well done. I love you in Finnish. We'll see you next week. <laughs>